Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Go Native, the business of native plants. My name is Mitzi Sosa, and I am your host. Today, I am very excited to be bringing in someone from Tallahassee that has been bringing people and nature together in their yards and gardens since 1980. That is right. Today, we are talking to Donna Laguerre from Native Nurseries in Tallahassee. Donna and her partner, both in life and in business, Jody, hope to educate, inspire, and assist people in their community to manage their lands, yards, and gardens to benefit Native wildlife and to promote the awareness of all living things. We are very excited to have Donna here with us today to hear how her business model developed and what are some things that she has learned on the way. Okay. Uh, well, my name is Donna Laguerre and my husband is Jody Walthall. So it was really a, a partnership in both marriage and in the business. So, ah, and how did you two meet? Um, we both, we met in forestry school at the University of Florida in the early seventies. We were both majoring in wildlife ecology. And after, after college, and actually during college, we worked at a 278-acre nature center in Gainesville called Morningside Nature Center. We were naturalists, and we did everything from um, main trail maintenance to prescribed burning to environmental education for school children and the general public. So we were busy, you know, planning programs. We did a nature study day camp in the summers, always teaching. And we, we really enjoyed that, but we also enjoyed the actual work with the land. It was a incredible, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's a very nice longleaf pine, uh, both flatwoods and sandhill ecosystems um, with some wetlands thrown in. A real resource for Gainesville. That's interesting. How did you make that jump from school and working to owning your own business? So when we moved to Tallahassee, um, Jody went out to, he saw an ad in the newspaper for Salter Tree Farm, which was in Madison, which is, they sold, he sold native plants. Mm -hmm. We were interested in native plants. I think part of it was that in forestry school and also our work at the Nature Center, we really observed firsthand the relationship between native plants and wildlife. And that's what we built our business on. So we weren't even thinking about having a business. We were just going to start applying for jobs like with FWC and, and all. But um, he went out there and met Chuck Salter. And some of the old timers in, in the Native Plant Society will remember Chuck Salter. He was a leader and he had a native plant farm out there. Uh, it's about 55 miles west of Tallahassee. And he said, no, none of the nurseries in Tallahassee will carry my plants. And he said, I really wish that I could find somebody that would start a nursery that would retail my plants because they won't, the public won't drive 55 miles to go buy these plants. So when Jody came back with a few treasured native plants, a light bulb went off and we said, well, why don't we do that? We're, we like, we're interested in native plants. And so we, his, his mother had some property and at the time it was in the county, not the city. Uh, now it's sort of the heart of the city. It's things have really changed since 1980. But um, we started Native Nurseries. We opened the doors in um, January 
12th of 1980. Wow. And I remember my husband had a part-time job at um, Esposito's, which is a big nursery in Tallahassee. And the fellow employees there, when he left there, um, they said, oh yeah, we're going to call that naive nurseries. <laughs> so it was people that hadn't, you know, they thought we would fail, but um, we designed the building. We took, we took out a loan to make a nice looking building. And um, we designed it to look like a house from the outside. And um, we figured, well, if it fails, we can always live in it and get jobs and pay off our mortgage. And uh, well, we never had to do that. So that's how the nursery got started. And right from the get-go, we, we knew we had to be different. There were already three really good nurseries in Tallahassee. Um, and so um, we focused on the native plants and we made it our, we modeled it after nature center rather than a garden center because we wanted to bring in all of our interests. We were interested in organic gardening. Both of us were organic vegetable garden, gardeners. Um, we wanted it to um, have a bird department. And when we had been at the nature center, we used to run these bird seed sales. And we said, let's just do that at the nursery. Um, so we combined all these things together to make our native nurseries. So that's how we got started. I remember the first time I visited your website and it was a very a huge difference from the websites that I was looking at from other nurseries because it did look like you guys had it all. Um, not only the shop, but also there was education offering classes. And I, I really think that the website and what you're offering is, it's very clear how much both of you love what you, what you started. It sounds like you were able to incorporate all of your interests as part of the business that you started running together. Can you elaborate or tell us exactly how is it that your business runs? How do you advertise your place to other people? Right. So our model, for one thing, you know, I'm going to be a little different from most of the speakers that you have because we are not growers. We don't grow anything. We buy and sell. I don't have the land to grow. I'm in the city, but I'm in a great retail location. And I, I really think that um, that is a good model to have specialize in, in, in um, selling and specialize in growing. And I know there's some, a lot of them do both, but um, I think that's difficult because if you're a grower, you don't want to be bothered all day long with people coming in and asking you all, that's what we do. We answer questions. We try to make people successful. And so if they come in and they've, they describe, I take the time to ask them, what's your soil like? What's the sun like? I'm trying to line them up with the right plant. You know, what are your purposes? What do you, and um, the, the, grow, the grower doesn't have time to do that. They're trying to grow the plants. And so I really think that's a, not a good business model. But on the other hand, as, a, as an entrepreneur, I think do what you want to do. Obviously, there, there might be some people that can, can live with that. But um, I would say that there is definitely a shortage of native plants. We struggle to um, to find like silver bell trees. And we struggle to find, um, I don't know, common things sometimes our growers are out of. 
we've been lucky here in North Florida because we have, um, well, first we had Chuck Salter and I should mention this too about Chuck Salter. When he, when we got started with him, he gave us his plants on consignment because we were, we had very little money and that's what got us started. So for about the first year, it was on consignment. So working closely, if you're a retailer, working closely with your growers is important. Um, Chuck has passed away and um, our major grower is Superior Trees in, in Madison and um, or Lee, Florida rather. And um, we're lucky to have them, but they cannot fulfill everybody's uh, orders. And, you know, they can't prioritize us even though, you know, we've been doing business once they, when, since they opened, but um, th that seems to be a big problem. And so I think that there's demand. Um, I see a hardship is that the price of land is, is difficult. And um, so for a wholesaler, you've got to go out. You can't have a wholesale nursery in the city. The property's too expensive. Um, it would have been a lot more expensive if we had to buy the land. But I guess you could start with rental of um, some kind of a failed um shopping center or something that's you know there's a lot of them around and I don't see how why you couldn't fix up an end to that I think what we're good at is teaching people about native plants and why they would want to plant them and and so what we do is we um we have uh, one of our staff members is a buyer and that person and it used to be me and Jody. We used to travel all over the place ourselves buying. Um, but so we go out and we we uh, buy the plants. Some of our growers, we have one grower that she's only growing for us now because she couldn't meet the demand and it was driving her crazy. So she said, I'm just going to grow for you guys. And, and it was a lot easier on her. And so she delivers the plants to us once a week or sometimes twice a week. Those are all wildflowers. Um, but um, for like a big grower, Superior will deliver to you, but um, we prefer to go there and look around and make sure that we're not missing anything. We bring the plants in and then the customers come in. Um, we do, I, I'd like to mention something about marketing. And from the very beginning, the way we marketed our plants and our whole business is that it's based on something that we, came up with in, in the 80s, early 80s. Um, it's called the Wren's Nest Nature Series. And so at, each year we plan out a calendar. And so like for the January calendar, since it's the winter, it's good tree planting time, but it's also a high, it's a good bird time for people to learn about birds. So we have classes. We start with planting a refuge for wildlife. That's our first one. Then we have, um, you know, bird identification. Every Saturday, there'd be a program. Um, there might be one on, um, oh yeah, parent-child birdhouse build. Mm -hmm. So whether we're talking about birds or a particular species of birds or native plants in general, part of those slideshows or PowerPoints now are, they always go back to the plants. And, you know, yeah, it's a good time to plant now, so this Wren's Nest Nature Series, it comes out every quarter. We have a list of classes and then everything revolves around that in all of our advertising, um, 
all of our emails that go out, we're talking about the upcoming workshop. Hey, and it's a good time to do this. And it's a good time to do that. And that Wren's Nest Nature Series is the, is the core of our, of our marketing plan. And we've done that since the very beginning. Now it's great because we have the social media and we can have you know, direct contact with our customers and with an expanding group of customers. But um, in the beginning, we did it on little postcards and we'd mail it out and then it became a, you know, a, a page and then we'd mail it out. And so we still, I, I have one right here. We still put it out in paper form, um, <laughs> but that just sits at the nursery for people that just happen to pick it up. Um, so we're good at that. And I don't think the wholesalers are good at that. I don't, they're marketing, they're marketing to, to the retailers. They're marketing to us. Now there might be some combos that are good at that. I don't know, but without that, I, the other thing is I think that anyone in retail has to realize is that advertising and marketing aren't the same thing. Well, advertising is just part of marketing. And right. so marketing is everything that it takes to get the customer in the store and to have the ones that are interested come coming back as regular customers. And so that that advertising is fine that you know gets might get them in but it also includes making the place look sharp. You know, right. like we have native plants planted all over our place. We have all these demonstration type gardens you know, you go into our place and you feel like you've come into this hollow. It's all shady. It's comfortable. Um, making a nice place. And then it goes to the employees and they're well-trained. We hire people that buy into our mission. And so our mission, it's always been this, to bring people in nature together in their yards and gardens. And that incorporates not just native plants, but um, organic vegetable gardening and herb growing. We have a big herb department. All those things have helped to, um, to help us stay profitable. If it was just native plants, I don't know that we, our retail model would have worked. You know, we've got, mm -hmm. that's our biggest thing, but you know, the bird seed and the bird feeders and bird houses, we build all of our own bird houses on the property. Um, all of that together. Plus we have a landscaping division. Um, to put in the plants. Um, you know, it, it also sounds like there's a little bit of getting to know your community in order to be able to feel out what exactly you could provide to benefit you and, and your community as well. Did you have any prior business experience or is going to business classes something that you would recommend for someone that's just getting started? Right. And I, I, I will say this too, neither one of us had a business background. And, um, and so that we realized that that was kind of a failing with us. And so one of the first things we did, I started taking an accounting class at like the local Votech. I went and took the self-paced learning that helped. There was no QuickBooks in other words. Um, I also um, took workshops through small business um, Institute and, and I think now the universities have those kind of things that outreach programs that for free that help people get businesses started. Um, so taking advantage of those kind of things helped help me run the business. Is that something that you you wish you knew when you started your whole business? Yeah, I 
Well, I'm glad I didn't waste my time in college studying that because <laughs> I liked what I studied. I liked studying um, ecology. Jody's uncle had been in business a long time. And he, his advice, little pieces of advice was take out the loan and build a nice looking building. Because we, we thought, well, we'll make it like a farm stand and do it on the cheap. No, he said, take the loan out. Um, so that, that was good advice. And also was to get to learn how to do accounting. And uh, so right from the beginning, I had a good accounting system, even though it was all done by hand. It was, you know, <laughs> counting by hand. But within a couple of years, we had a computer and we were able to find a good program. Apart from learning some business accounting basics, what other topics are important to keep in mind when running a business? I can't say enough about how important our employees have been. If it had just been me and Jody, we would have burned out. Our, our business was, the one thing I think I feel really, really that I did really well in, in managing the business, and I think our new management is doing the same thing, is that we, we find out what the employee is interested in and what their talents are, and then we let them go with it. And so if they have an idea, you know, we'd say, yeah, let's try it. So for instance, we have one person on our staff that's been here since the early 1990s. He came out of FSU, he was an artist and you'll see his artwork everywhere in the nursery. And now he's one of our landscape designers, but he's still with us. And without, if we had just said, you just need to you know, water plants or whatever, or do this or do that, he wouldn't have been happy. And then, by having these people that have stayed with us for all these years, it made our life easier. We could take vacations and go camping with our children. And it just made a, made for a good life. But I can't say enough about our employees. Um, and also they were compensated. And that we, from the very early days, we had a pension plan and we had benefits and things like that, um, health insurance. And we also always had bonuses. So if we had a profitable year, we spread the bonuses out. And it wasn't just to me and Jody; it was to everybody. So it was more equitable. And um, that is a different business model. And when I would go to Chamber of Commerce meetings and I would mention that, the people would look at me like I'm a nut, you know, like I, we were very different. And we said, well, that's what our model is and it works for us. That's what I like about having your own business. And that's something I'd say to the young people out there Having your own business, it's not for everyone, but you can do what you want to do. And if you want to have a more equitable type of business, you can do that. Um, so, you know, yeah, I think um, looking at your employees and valuing them is a good thing. Yeah, I guess if there's anything to learn from all of our episodes so far is that sometimes you just have to try your best to be prepared for for what may come and be as flexible as possible. Also really like to make time to highlight the rewards in this line of work. Could you talk a bit about some of the rewards that you were able to experience? Well, the reward, I, I think for me, I, and I think Jody would say the same thing, is we never uh, dreaded going to work. We like going every day. I can't think of a day I didn't like going. You know, it was just, uh, it was ingrained in our lives. Um, we raised our children at the nursery. Um, his mother lived next door to the nursery, Jody's mom did. And so our kids, on a, like on a Saturday morning, they were dropped at grandma's and 
all day long they would come back and forth and um when we'd go on our big camping trips out west we would stop at nurseries and we'd stop at um we'd get ideas from nature too any kind of hiking trips or canoeing trips you're always looking and saying oh wouldn't that plant do well in a landscape we were always looking for plants and then to go back and ask our growers hey how about growing that um so that the reward um personally was a, a, a wonderful life but i don't think you can beat um the reward of having a customer come in and it happens every day and they say i planted that red buckeye and th- two years later it started blooming and i got hummingbirds on march 15th when the ruby-throated hummingbirds coming back or they planted you know a meadow parsnip and they call up they call you and say oh i've got a black swallowtail caterpillar on it just you know <laughs> they plant it and these insects appear so that, I think we affect the mental health of people. I think during the recession, you really saw that. Um, during the pandemic, we saw it. Um, it was difficult during the pandemic. We never totally closed. We had where customers could call in and then we'd bring their plants out to their um, cars. This is when nobody knew how it was really spreading. Everyone was nervous. Um, we stayed open the whole time. And, our customers, they were calling us up and ordering just to help us out, I think, just to see us through this thing. It was very, very, to have this kind of long-term relationship with people, I think it's good for us. I think it's good for, for the customers. And um, so that's a very rewarding thing is that long-term relationships. We've watched children grow up in our nursery um, and, now and now they're working there, you know, <laughs> or their children are coming in and saying, oh, my parents used to shop here, you know, and oh. so, you know, that that is uh, important and you don't see it so much anymore. And it sounds like you built just a sense of community, even in, in that area you're you're in to have, you know, reoccurring customers. That sounds beautiful. Yeah, that's what you want. You want the reoccurring customers and you don't. You don't really, you don't want, we can't meet the needs of everybody in Tallahassee, but we can meet the needs of all the people that want to do ecological uh, landscaping in their yards. And, and that's what, that's what I think we do better than say somebody that is out, well, like a wholesale nursery. And that is all the time we have today. Donna, thank you very much for making the time to talk to us today. And thank you for listening. If you want to listen to more, go subscribe right now to Go Native, the Business of Native Plants. New episodes every month. And be sure to visit our website, nativeplanthort.org, to learn more and support us. We'll see you next time.